that is a sidebar given to you for free today. Today is September 11th, 2023, and you're listening to episode 18 of the Tom and Scott Podcast Show, broadcasting from the Missouri River Valley and from the southern end of the I-35 corridor, directly to your ears with a fresh look at pop culture, current events, and whatever we find interesting. I'm Scott, the guy who wishes he had web shooters, and... And I'm Tom, certified fresh. Certified fresh. Yeah, we were, uh, you and I were texting back and forth about that earlier this week, how rotten tomatoes. How rotten the rotten tomatoes are. They're very rotten. Well, we want to welcome everybody <laughs> to our virtual Waffle House visit. Uh, thank you for joining us today. I am going for the chicken fried steak and, of course, a waffle. What are you going to have today, Tom? Oh, I'm on a diet, so just, just coffee. Just but, coffee. And one of those skillet things, you know, with gravy and, uh, you know. Yeah. Pancakes and eggs and sausage and just, yeah, just put it in a big pan. Everything that makes your pancreas go, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Makes my body go, why? (laughs) The skillets are good, though, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, they've had 50 years of grease to build up. (laughs) That's right. They perfected it. That's right. The combination. (laughs) Well, yeah, in in honor of the... um, Rotten Tomatoes, we're doing our favorite directors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got our own kind of thing. Uh, we do want to honor all of our first responder friends and those who are serving in the military, both in the United States and overseas on this September 11th. Always a day of remembrance for me. I remember where I was. Uh, this is one of those events, at least in my life, that I remember exactly where I was and uh, watching the event I was in Peoria, Illinois, and uh, watching the events unfold on TV. Do you remember where you were at? Yeah, that was actually at work. So, but I, I remember where in Bloomington, in what building, who was around me. Yeah, you know, people I haven't seen in twenty years plus. So. Yeah, but that's Patriot Day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a struggle still, uh, and of course, most of the major news outlets don't actually play the plane the play video of the planes flying in the buildings and a lot of what was going on that day. They just kind of stay with the ceremonies, but a uh, very violent day in our history mm-hmm. and uh, one that certainly changed the course of events and started the 20 uh, year war in Afghanistan. Hoorah. Um, yeah. And we had just had uh, Monica. She was just a few oh, months right. old. Yep. And uh, you always kind of doubt Oh, what have I brought this new life into? You know, because we didn't know what was going on. Yeah. But uh, we had the other children we needed to talk to and make sure they understood. And then we paid $4 a gallon for gas for (laughs) a couple weeks, which was fun. Well, that makes the four-gallon gas I just paid for the other day a whole lot cheaper. Yeah, makes it, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Makes it more... uh, feel more real maybe yeah. they were just uh observing <laughs> so i don't know well do you have an interesting fact for us today i do um kind of a pre-interesting fact uh it is below 90 degrees here 
oh. which sounds like so, but it's going to be for like two weeks. And I think I saw a drop of rain. Oh, and uh, it hasn't been under a hundred. Overnight, it hasn't been below eighty-five in probably a month. Yeah, and you? Just, oh my goodness! It's I mean, so you're not because you're still like two hundred, mi- two hundred, three hundred miles from the Gulf of Mexico. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, not quite that far, but, but we're pretty pretty far north. It's pretty we're far north of Dallas. Yeah. yeah, it's just been so hot. Just luckily dry, but. Uh, uh, it feels like I'm on the, the frozen tundra almost. The air conditioning <laughs> shut off. It's like, oh, wow, I can hear. I can't hear the fan. So. <laughs> anyway, all right. So what what I wanted to talk about, this is more of a discussion topic than an interesting fact, but it's also a little bit how people work. So um, we've talked about it a few times. I like hearing an array of diverse opinions. Mm-hmm. On things, news, pop culture, politics, reviews. And I like to argue and I like to fight. Spirited debate, maybe. But usually it's just a discussion. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this movie. Oh, I think you're dumb. I mean, I think <laughs> I don't like it. But anyway, last last month uh, I was listening to a YouTube channel. Talk about a TV show. It doesn't really matter what it was. But everybody was just dumping on it. Hmm. And it was funny. It was pretty funny. But I wanted to hear it from the other side. Or at least some different opinions. So I found another channel and uh, another group of people I, I listened to and like. I just wanted to hear, you know, what they thought. Mm-hmm. They were carefully laying out their opinions and uh, they were trying to be more positive. But it wasn't that positive. It was kind of like lukewarm, you know. I think they were being honest. I think they might have even been more accurate. But I got bored and I just tuned out. Mm-hmm. And I think people do that a lot of times. They're like, I, I want to hear the sides of the argument, you know, go extreme that way and extreme this way. Um, so when it's just sort of soft, um, it gets ignored. In fact, I think that's how we can get a lot more listeners. We just have to go nuts. <laughs> we need to be the crazy, go really controversial. <laughs> the crazy middle-aged doughy white guys. That's right. Yeah, honk horns, play that <laughs> horn, you know, <laughs> sound effects. Well, be crazy. like a uh, bulldog and Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think it's very common. In fact, um, also in the past month, I've seen a couple of other examples. Uh, there was one where a guy just had a, a cow about this uh, video game and some things they put into it that were kind of political. Mm-hmm. Um. And he might have overreacted, but then this other guy overreacted too. And then the backlash and the counter backlash. Just all And it was just crazy. Yeah. And then uh, there was one in a movie review. I really liked this one where someone in the group pointed out, there's some racist stuff in here. Hmm. And they start discussing it and and talking about it. And then uh, some other people around the internet called them out as being racist because they found these racist tropes in <laughs> the so and they were racist dead serious and everybody's like yeah we're gonna or... take these racists down it's like they just said that the other movie was uh idiots oh, wow but anyway it's it's outrage right it's yeah. outrage about the thing and counter outrage about the other thing so you know why does it get this way and i think <clears throat> actually you know I, this is not like a new take. 
but outrage always gets attention. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets traffic. Tra- traffic is money. Yeah. For the framework and the poster. Um, but are we really that predictable like people? I mean, conflict is interesting. You don't want to see a fist fight where two people go, but well, I don't want to hurt you. So I'll just like swing close to your face. <laughs> <laughs> Not that everybody's looking for a fight, but, um, or, or pull, it sounds pull like something or, my or older brother would say. <laughs> I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I don't gonna want to s- hurt you. Okay, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm just going to swing close to your face. But um, strategy <laughs> could be used against you, you know, because they, yeah. they know what you click on. They might not sell your information, but they know what you click on. They know what you like. Um, so they could just give you more. And mm-hmm. if you've seen, uh, what's it called? We I talk about it a lot. The social network? No, not the social network. Anyway, the Netflix documentary about how the algorithms oh, work. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. just keeps feed, feeding it to you. And heck, t- uh, Twitter, they're actually paying people that, uh, that generate a lot of uh, that, hits. That would be X. I'm sorry, X. <laughs> Formerly known as Twitter. Which... I, I, like, I like Twitter. It's a little different because they don't know nothing about me. I'm just kind of watching the yeah. wheels go around. But they know what I've clicked on. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's kind of funny because what this does is this puts you in a bubble of there's so much outrage and controversy and buzz and it just gets louder and louder. And so you need that social media decompression and it feels so good. Oh, and yeah. And then, you know, shortly after you're like, I wonder what so-and-so is doing. I wonder what so-and-so thinks. <laughs> so they really kind of have us going. And, and another thing, uh, we've talked about this before, is the anti-marketing where they mm-hmm. start. It's kind of the no press is bad press. Mm-hmm. So they'll quote a hot take from an actor, director, writer, whatever, and wait for people to just go nuts. And then everybody's talking about your movie. So as long as it doesn't go too far, it actually generates yeah, a, lot of, uh, a lot of a lot traffic. of and, yeah, yeah, the the famous one for me was uh, well, there's one going on now, but I don't want to get into it. Was the Obi Wan Kenobi one oh. where apparently there were some racists that were didn't like the uh, new lead character. Oh. And, so Disney announces all this, and there's this huge thing about oh, oh that's we don't right. be racists yeah, I here, this. and everybody's like, "Oh, we didn't care what color she was. She's terrible, and the movie or the show's awful." Yeah. You know, it was no, no, no. You're all racist. You're all horrible people. It's like, okay, I won't watch. Yeah. Whatever, I'll just shut up and not watch. We're done with this. But yeah. it did work for him because then some people bash it, some people defend it, people want to get out of their way and support it. Or go out of their way to support it. You know, like the people, I give it 10 stars because some people give it one in the wrong. So <laughs> they just kind of got us, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's Pavlovian, you know. Well, it's also. Bad press. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to start slobbering. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm reminded of my buddies and I when we were teenagers back when the WWE was the WWF. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we watched. <laughs> Thursday night wrestling and Saturday wrestling and Sunday wrestling. And, you know, it was all on the TNT network and all of that. And, um, the, the interesting thing about that is we'd get all worked up over it. And then there'd be like this little bit of resolution right at the end. And, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan would be, the Iron Sheik would be beating the heck out of Hulk Hogan, and then he'd get his strength back and shake, uh, <laughs> come back, you know, and then beat the heck out of the Sheik. And we're all just, you know, 
in somewhere in our back of our heads, we know it's all fake, but we just totally get into it. And that's what I think uh, a lot of people don't get on uh, social media is that a lot of the outrage is just plain fake. Yeah. But the news does it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know well the one example from Disney, but I, this, I've seen it so many times. I, they do something dumb, or they say something so dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying not to have other examples because it's going to get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> that you think they just it gets people to to talk about it or hate watch or hate listen. Yeah, that's a real thing too. There's plenty of people that do that. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, That's why I still I, I watch we're not the Huskers, <laughs> because it drives me nuts when they lose. Uh, make sure my blood's still pumping. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I thought you were checking to see who Will Smith was going to punch this oh. year. So. <laughs> oh, there's that. A thing. lot of people that think that was on purpose. So, Well, yeah. Certainly uh, boosted Chris Rock's uh, credibility for a little while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I just didn't I found get him that to talk any lower. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just thought it was interesting. All the, you know, I'll, I'll say insane, but that in itself is bombastic. It's, it's over the top yeah. response. It's, it's, uh, I would call it extreme, perhaps, mm-hmm. or uh, an overreaction, an oversteer. You know. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Well, it's it's a good reminder for us not to get caught up in that that kind of minutiae yeah. and garbage because yeah. that's don't, what it don't really be is the, yeah don't don't be pavlov's dog when you <laughs> hear the bell and you drool so or don't be the mouse in the maze whatever yeah remember <laughs> we, we have just say no civility is boring but yeah. uh that's you, you wouldn't hear those wwf guys I say, old chap, I do believe I will defeat you this week. <laughs> I disagree. I will defeat you. I Here's a hearty ch- handshake, my good fellow. You know, I that would challenge be boring. you to a duel. <laughs> <laughs> a just, duel to the slightly hurt. <laughs> this is probably why we have so many listeners to our show. <laughs> because, uh, uh, yeah, we try to uh, be. They're, they're coming in droves. Yeah, How many? How many fit in a drove, by the way? I've always wondered. Uh, about the same as a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Yeah. yeah. Well, we do want to thank the folks that do listen to our show. We appreciate each and every one of you. Reminder, if you post your name in the Facebook comments, that will mention you on the show. Nobody posted this last week, but that's okay. Or not last week, but last month, I guess. It's been a little while since we've... Um, Recording an episode. I have to travel a lot more in my current position than I did before. You know, in, in two months, I put 10,000 miles on my vehicle. Oh, my. That, that's, that's a lot. That's pretty good. Yeah. Hey, so, I went to go pick up something and uh, didn't realize that it was a three and a half hour drive. So that was fun. Oh. As as I'm driving, it's just like, hey, I'm not going to make it back in time. So that was pretty dumb. <laughs> but um, <laughs> So it usually doesn't happen. You know, the GPS tells you, you know, within a minute or two yeah. how long it's going to take. Uh, so. Yeah. And then you do the, at least I do this. I know a couple of my friends do too. Like whatever the GPS puts on there, I'm going to beat it. That's right. <laughs> and when you get that minute, that minute ticks down, you're like, that's right. Yeah. Now who's boss? Yeah. 
<laughs> Excuse me, sir. Can you explain? Do you know how fast you were going? Absolutely. Do you know why you were going that fast? Absolutely. I was trying to beat the GPS time. Yeah. It's his fault. Arrest him. Yeah. It's that <laughs> chick on the on the Google Maps. Uh, I did uh, explore some new software that I'm going to try out to try to put our podcast on YouTube as well, because it seems like there's a bunch of Gen Zers that only like to do their podcasts through YouTube. So I, I'm going to try that. Uh, so this will be the first episode I post up it'll there's um you know we still have the old blood pump media website that i stopped updating because there's not a lot of traffic there we don't sell merch so it's <laughs> it's a yet it's a personal yet. yeah it's a personal budget cutting uh thing for me because it you know it does cost uh this is a not a significant investment but it's an investment to keep the website up it does seem like we get more traffic through a Facebook channel and maybe we'll get some comments on YouTube as well. But, you know, we'll see because YouTube has a pretty good um, uh, comment interface on it. But uh, so once I get that totally figured out, I'll put this upset up upset <laughs> put this episode <laughs> that will upset so, so many people. Not we can get uh, more traffic right away. What a bunch of jerks. jerks yeah. <laughs> Everybody who doesn't listen is this and that and horrible. That suddenly became Macho Man there for a <laughs> Yes, you did for a second. <laughs> Could have uh, been announcing in the Spider-Man movie. Uh, okay. So this this month we decided to talk about our top directors, like our top 10 directors. And so, um, so we... <laughs> So when I first suggested this to Tom, he's like, I don't know if I can find 10, but what happened, Tom? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not a film student. I know the names of famous ones, but yeah, uh, yeah it, it always happens like this. I don't know if I can pick 10. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can get it down to 20. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like minutes apart. Yeah. So yeah, uh, what you start it was, it was fun. So, uh, so the way I did this, I uh, both Tom and I are very prolific movie watchers. Mm -hmm. So we we appreciate movies and what they mean to our culture, and uh, and the relevance of them, which uh, is always a great thing. And then um, what I did was I I have all of my movies on digital through uh, the Voodoo.com. Uh, used to be owned by Walmart. I think they spun it off now. Uh, which is affiliated with movies anywhere. So, and Fandango now. So they've all kind of combined. But I went through and started looking at all my favorite movies on uh, the my Voodoo channel and then looking at the directors of those and how many of those movies I actually own. So that's how I kind of formulated my list. Now, I have a bunch of honorable mentions because I could not get down to 10. Um, but... And I know Tom probably has a few there, too, that he didn't send me. So, But we'll just start uh, with my number 10, which is Christopher Nolan. And and you put them. Now, did you put yours in any order? Uh, the, ish. Yeah, ish? So okay. I think right now he's my number one. He's your number one. So he's my number. Yeah. He's my number 10. He's your number one. 
So, and, and it is funny because I, I did. I still haven't seen Oppenheimer, so it's that's just me being lazy. Yeah, yeah, so. I haven't seen it yet either. But uh, I also haven't wanted to invest in a, nor have I had the time to invest in a three-hour movie. So, um, but I've been waiting for it to come out, like, um, so I could watch it on the Voodoo or something like that. Yeah, I don't know how long it'll be. It's still in theaters. It's still doing good. Yeah. It's still on the IMAX. Somewhere. It's on the IMAX? Isn't it? Or, you know, the, the big screens. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, the one that bumped um, Mission Impossible. Oh, okay. It was one of the reasons it lost so many big screens. Yeah. So my first Christopher Nolan movie was uh, Batman Begins. Yeah. Me too. And uh, then one of my... F- favorite movies to watch with a you know a twist they had movies with twists we should do that sometime but the prestige he did yep, which that's just probably his best uh yeah that I, is I just a yeah. great movie yep. and of course he did now uh i never so in his filmography he's got the follow the following i've never seen that have you it's forgettable if i have so oh, I, okay and then a, I saw it and I didn't like it. And then a movie called Memento. I think I saw that, but yeah, it didn't yeah. do anything. A lot of people like really like that too. And then uh, Insomnia. I haven't seen that one. Um, and I haven't seen his last two, which is Tenet and Oppenheimer. Yeah, Tenet. I. Uh, some people really like it. Some people really don't. Tenet. Tenet was pushed through the pandemic as yeah. the savior of the movie theaters, but. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't there. And Interstellar, but, I, I know people love Interstellar. I thought it was so predictable, I got bored. But hey, but it did make me not despise uh, Matt Damon uh, anymore. It's like, oh, he can act again! Yay! Was, that in The Martian, but uh, that wasn't. Was him. Matt Damon in Interstellar? I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of the he's one of the scientists that goes kind of bonkers. Uh he's on the. Uh, it doesn't matter. But don't forget Inception, or were you building up to it? Christopher Nolan. Well, that's not in the list in Wikipedia. What? Yeah. Let me scroll back. Now down. you got me doubting myself. And Dunkirk. That should be in the yeah, list. Yeah, Dunkirk is in there. Dunkirk's a really good film. It's a little long, but yeah, I don't. Maybe, maybe he just wrote it. See? Inception. Uh, me... Anyway, Inception kind of blew my mind. No, Christopher Nolan. Why Why on earth wouldn't that be in there? <laughs> but good stuff. Yeah. He, and that's kind of Inception to me is, is kind of a good example how, uh, as a director, why I like him so much. Um, it's, a, it's a perspective. Is that the accurate word? Just his way of storytelling. Now, with all of these on the list, if I could do a caveat, um, they got to get a good pull for the script. Now, he wrote it, too. He wrote, like, yeah. for Inception, he wrote, too. Christopher Nolan's a writer and a director, um, yeah, which most Inception of my favorites are. 2010. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize but, he um, did Man of they Steel. They got to get lucky. Yeah. Uh, Not his proudest moment, but it was okay. Yeah, it was It was okay. It was okay. Transcendence, seeing that, that was good. But oh. uh, you already want to watch a movie, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I kept doing that as I'm looking through these. I was like, oh, I had to watch that. Yeah. Focus. 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 <laughs> but yeah, it, just the, 
the Dark Knight trilogy is probably what put it over the top, just because mm-hmm. that was done so well. Not perfect, but it was done so it well. Would, yeah, it was really good. Um, Okay, so your next one, or your number 10 on your list is James Cameron. Yeah, and I, I've got kind of a love-hate with James Cameron, but... <laughs> he is not on my list, because well, he drives me nuts. Okay, you drive the, the... The thing that drove it here was the Abyss and the Terminators. <laughs> and True Live was good, too. The first two Terminators, which are, let's face it, the good ones. Yeah. Um, but True Lies was on there. That was... Yeah, pretty unique. I I appreciate uh, and, and True Titanic, Lies is a which good I, film. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I say the True Lies is a just a solid film. Yeah, yeah, it was a good take. It was a different twist. It was it was done well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Titanic, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I have to admire it. Yeah. Same thing with the Avatars. The two we've seen is kind of like oh, I wouldn't have picked that, but yeah, it's quite an accomplishment. But uh, did you see the new one, by the way? The uh, way of water. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying it's good, but well, to see it in 3D at that high frame rate. Yeah. I, the, it the, was messing with my head. How was it 60 frames a second? 3D. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't see it in 3D, wow. but I, I saw it in a, one of those uh, 120 degree theaters. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So you're, you know, kind of enmeshed in the, Mm-hmm. the screen but i so the one thing i'll give james cameron i don't know how many renderings they had to do to do any of those scenes but oh my goodness the computing power that they had to put down to do the water a boat on the water and an animal under the water so perfectly i yeah, I was utterly amazed. Now, the storyline, whatever. It was pretty Gag- weak. Yeah, gag me with a spoon. But just yeah. to see the cinematography and uh, the way the animation was, because it is animated, uh, just blew me away. I, it is the. But he's, most... but he's also got to sell it, right? Yeah. He's got to, he's got to be able to get that budget passed, and they have to trust in him that it's going to pay back. And it did. Um, but yeah, pretty neat. Well, initially it didn't seem like it was going to do oh, that it, well. Yeah, it didn't. It had legs though. So. Yeah, but it, yeah, it did have legs. But yeah, I, I mean, I do like, I didn't realize he did Piranha 2. <laughs> <laughs> he might not remember it. I, well, I saw the first Piranha. That was one of those cult classics that when we were teenagers was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, yeah, you know, the Terminator's great picture just because it's a new, a new twist on an old story. Aliens, fantastic, started off, and that first Alien movie is great, started off a great, um, franchise. The Abyss was okay. I appreciate The Abyss. Uh, of course, I like the book better, and, um, uh, oh, shoot, who wrote The Abyss book? Um, the guy who wrote Ender's Game, Orson Scott Card, uh, wrote The Abyss. So, and it's a pretty good book. And the Terminator movie, Terminator 2, was very good. I actually thought that was better than the first Terminator. And uh, True Lies is a good movie. Titanic is solid, you know. I can't believe I didn't put down Aliens. You said it, and I was like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. 
There you go. There's but another reason. Aliens is so much it's better than Alien, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, Alien. It's a very different story. Yeah, so. very different. Same franchise, but it really set the franchise up, I think, personally. Mm-hmm. But Okay. So let's see. My next one is Martin Sorcase. You say it. Sorcase. Scorsese. I never say his name right. And you <laughs> had him, didn't you have him? Same. Yeah. Yep, nine, you yeah. had him at number nine too. And uh, he he just has some great films. And uh, I really have always appreciated his uh, style. And I get to his filmography role. Maybe I should have just done their filmography. But I mean, oh, he's, I typed out a bunch of this stuff, so I kind of got it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, two of them that are very similar, Casino and Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. That's and, pretty uh, cool. Uh, in Cape Fear, I would kind of tack on that, too. Maybe that's because uh, of uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Um, oh, and Taxi Driver. There Taxi, you go. And Wolf Ra- of Wall Street, Departed. Raging Bull. Yep, Raging Bull. Uh, yep, yep, fant- yep. Fantastic. The Irishman, great movie. Uh, he's got one says coming out next year, Killers of the Flower Moon. I wonder what that is. Um, well, and, and a lot of these directors have these spurts of fantastic movies, and then they could just never yeah. get back. And uh, he's been kind of slowly putting them out there for a while yeah yeah like every I, I can't ignore that every couple of years he puts out a great movie now i've never seen condom hmm. Hmm. i think i've seen that advertising underwater casino great mob movie goodfellas mm-hmm. of course great mob movie last temptation of christ very controversial uh, with willem dafoe in there uh color of money fantastic movie you know king of oh. comedy was really good but Raging Bull and Taxi Driver, uh, I mean, those were the two that started putting him over the top. Yeah. Um, you know, that they were just fantastic. Fantastic movies. It, that's what really put Robert De Niro on the map was those two movies. They were just fantastic in his acting. You, you looking at me? <laughs> that's where all <laughs> that comes from. Uh, Cape Fear. I didn't really appreciate that. That was a remake. Oh, you didn't like that one? No, I maybe I need to go back and look at it again. Um, because was that the one with uh, that's the hero also? Yeah, but wasn't uh, was that wasn't the one with uh? Oh, it, okay, it's not the one I was thinking of. Yeah, this is the one with Jessica Lange. Um, it, it's a remake, actually, but uh, yeah, but that's okay. Um. But I was, where he's kind of stalking the family. Yeah. Uh, what man? What's her name? Gwyneth Paltrow. There's another remake with Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, I think Ethan Hawke. That's the one I'm thinking of. That's really kind of bad. Um, and it's like oh, that could be. It's disassociated from the original story. It's like Cape Fear, but in a new setting kind of thing. It's it's not very good. Um, but yeah, I, uh, there, there's just a whole slew of movies there that you could go through with Martin and, uh, they're all fabulous and, uh, be a great, if you were stuck in a cabin for a weekend and had nothing else to do, (laughs) you know, just a fantastic, uh, you could watch his movies all weekend and be great. Uh, number eight for you is Robert Zemeckis. 
Yep. And he's my number two. Uh, oh gosh. Okay. Uh, I love his films and uh, a lot of people don't really uh, think about directors that much, but you know, when you look at the films that he's been a part of, they're just 1941 with, with uh, Belushi in it. Fan, <laughs> funny. Used cars was funny. Romantic. I thought, uh, I thought that was uh, Spielberg, 1941. Nope. Oh, it's a Spielberg huh. might have had a hand in it. Let's see. I see used cars. Oh, it was directed by Spielberg, but it okay. was written by Zemeckis. There you go. And that happens a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, don't forget... Um, Romancing the Stone. I yep. Those are cheesy, but they're fun. Too. Yeah. Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. And he did all three of them, I think. Yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Forrest Gump. Uh, Death Becomes Her, which is yeah. fun. Uh, yeah, for, it's, it's dumb, but it's fun. It, yeah, it's, it's dumb, good. but it's fun. Forrest yeah. Gump. Forrest Gump. Uh, Bordello of Blood. He wrote the story Ooh. for that one, but I've never, I don't know if I've seen that one. Uh, one of oh. my favorite movies of all time, Contact. Uh, yep. Just a fantastic movie. I've got that written down, too. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, Castaway. Is it Arthur C. Clark or is it Carl Sagan? Carl Sagan. Okay, I thought it was yeah. Clark for some reason. Yeah, Castaway was good, too. Yeah. Beowulf, that was a little... Yeah, he's got funky. some misses in there, too, yeah. like 13 Ghosts, which I kind of like and I kind of don't like. Yeah. Uh uh, yeah, the Christmas Carol is actually fairly good. Um, Ooh, which one is that? Yeah, this is the animated. Was oh, that the one Jim Carrey? Okay, yeah, I the never animated saw one that. Jim Carrey. Yeah, uh, I never saw that one. Flight, very good movie. Um, oh, he did that Pinocchio. I didn't realize that. I have to look at that one. That looks He's probably awful. trying to get it removed. Yeah, that's pr- that's awful. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, he just, uh, in some of it is, of course he did like the, some of the movies of my childhood, like back to the future, 1941 mm-hmm. would be in there. Um, uh, but yeah, just, uh, just really appreciated it. Well, I, he's not dead, but, um, just really appreciate his styling of movie that uh, they're, they're always funny. They're, uh, kind of fast paced, but not over the top fast paced and you know, they just, the movies just keep you engaged. So I just really appreciated that in him. And there's some that might follow the list, but they're pretty, they're pretty good. Oh, he didn't, yeah. uh, he just what? produced that one. Never mind. That's not him. Okay. All right. So your number seven is John Carpenter. He was my oh. number, he was my number six. Yeah. I could have put him a little higher too. Just, yeah. There is something about the way he, I don't know, is escapism or something. And of yeah. course he had that big spurt with all the Kurt Russell movies oh, yeah. in the eighties, the thing and uh big trouble, little China. One of my favorite amazing. movies of all time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Escape from New York. Yeah. I think that was him. Yeah. Um, and of yeah. course you got to start with Halloween, which is really fun to watch. Yep. And the first one, fun to watch the making of, mm-hmm. um, is one of those movies that, you know, it's like a postage stamp away from not getting made, that kind oh, of thing. Yeah. So, 
uh, some hidden treasures like uh, oh, we did Christine too, um, uh, like They Live and Prince oh. of Darkness, which are very different movies. Yeah, but, but both phenomenal. Yeah, uh, Prince of Darkness is definitely not for everyone. No, and Alice Cooper, <laughs> but it in, is freaky. Alice Cooper's in that one. <laughs> yeah, but that's definitely a movie that has a little twist at the end. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Starman's in there, oh, which Starman's I like right. Starman. Uh, one of my favorite movies is The Thing with again mm-hmm. Kurt Russell. <laughs> Especially, that's I mean. yeah, that was in his his hot streak in the eighties. Right. So that's uh, and he wrote most of those songs. Yep. Did you know that? Yep. Yeah, he yeah did most of the music for his when it's when it's got that deep heavy bass rift in the back. It's usually he wrote that. Yeah, right. The Halloween theme too. Yeah. I don't know. You may have. It doesn't matter. It's not that important. We're talking about directors, but yeah, he just the way directors can keep it all together. Mm -hmm. It's you might not like everything he does, but they really have to be a driving force. Sometimes the producer makes more of a driving force, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I pretty sure, I think he kind of produced a lot of his own movies once he started making money, but he did the original assault on precinct 13, which has been remade. Oh yeah. Once or twice. Now the, the original fog was him. Uh, but, I I, um, I did look it up, and yes, he wrote The Shape Stocks, which The Shape, if you know, is Michael uh-huh. Myers' real name. Um, the Shape. And the Halloween theme. Oh. Which, uh, oh, heck, he wrote everything, except the Don't Fear the Reaper. So. Yeah, that, it's just surprising that, that he did so much music. So, anyway, yeah, good guy. Yeah, he just, the movies are fun. Now, occasionally his movies get a little long. I Like... Um, Escape from New York. I was like, you could have edited about twenty minutes out of this, probably. It'd probably been a better movie. Escape from L.A. is kind of the same way, but they're just fun movies, so you just get in, engrossed in them. Uh, but but it but he doesn't have a genre. This is the other thing I like about him. He doesn't have a genre. Yeah, he, his genre is is uh, John Carpenter movies. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, if you watch, they live, it is drastically different from Halloween. And if you watch escape from New York, it's drastically different from big trouble in little China. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, drastically different from ghost of Mars. And so all of his movies are just completely different, but yeah, just, just a real good, I just really appreciate him. That's what he's doing. Yeah, my number. He knows how to. Carpenter really knows how to construct a movie. Yeah, (laughs) so bad. (laughs) You're so funny. (laughs) (laughs) That was really bad. Sorry. Yeah, it was. Uh, (laughs) My number eight is M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, Ah, I am surprised that's on your list. I, but I I shouldn't be. I guess. I don't know why I like his movie some so much, but man, I just do. And there's movies that my wife just goes, I don't know why you're watching those. Those are so stupid. But like Lady in the Water, I think it's, I know it was kind of a box office bomb and, and stuff. I think yeah. it is a awesome movie. And uh, the and I like The Happening. Uh, a lot of people didn't like that. Um, I never even saw that one. <laughs> the... The uh, the Unbreakable series. Oh my yes. gosh! Now that's so, that's where he really shined. That was his. Uh, well, that was his second. 
and then later. He had a really good TV show called Wayward Pines for a yeah. while. That was it was really good. I don't know if you saw that, but we're talking about movies. Yeah. So did you have you seen all three of the movies in Unbreakable, Split, and Glass? Yes, I have. They're very oh. good. And Split, yeah, like Split, you could watch on its own. Yeah. Uh, you could watch Unbreakable and Glass, but you won't get it all if you don't watch Split. But Split, uh, oh, what was the actor in Split? Uh, gotta look it up here. Real uh, quick. That's um, uh, James McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, he's a, that hey, man, he's he showed his acting chops in that movie. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I yeah. thought he was not not a hack, but I just didn't think he was anything special until I saw that. Yeah, that's pretty good. And that was also, um, can we pause? Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. I'm sorry. Just give me a minute. Unpause. Okay. And we're back. And so <laughs> Tom had to run away to answer the door for Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> I didn't get any. <laughs> so it wasn't worth it. <laughs> no Thin Mints? Uh, hey, I saw Costco but, is selling uh, Thin Mint um, pretzels. So Really? Yeah, okay. I, I haven't bought them yet, but I am tempted. Uh, yeah, so M. Night Shyamalan, fantastic director. Love his, he usually writes his scripts. Of course, he did Avatar, whether, I liked the Avatar movie, but my kids that grew up watching Avatar on Nickelodeon didn't appreciate it. But Oh, that Avatar. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so I didn't like it. So your numbers, yeah, oh, go ahead. Oh, go, go. I was just going to say his more recent stuff, Knock at the Cabin was okay. Yeah, uh, the but the, yeah, Split and Glass were pretty good. That was the visit. That old. Have you watched the visit? I uh, have not. Oh, is that what the horror movie he did? Is it where they go uh, to Grandma's house? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene in there that'll make you look at poopy diapers in a new way. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. I don't want to look I, at him in the old way. Yeah. <laughs> I had a friend of mine uh, who borrowed it from me, and I was like. Just because I knew he had a little bit of a gag reflex, I said, "Just, just know there's a really gross scene towards the end, so <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> so good, but it's bad. You're just like, oh. Even I've seen the movie like four or five times now, and I still go, oh, at that scene. Ugh, I don't know. You're talking me into it. I don't know. You're, uh... Yeah, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's not his best movie, but it's far from his worst, and uh, it's worth it's worth to watch because it just keeps building up to uh, just like all his movies do to like this kind of crescendo ending. So very inductive kind of thing. You you, it's not like uh, Sixth Sense, which of course was his first super big hit, uh, where you you know if you don't get it right away at the end of the movie, you get you know it gets revealed what you should have known all along, but uh, it's not that style, but it, it does become apparent relatively quickly, probably within the first third of the movie, what's going on. But the uh, act, the uh, characters in it don't fully get it for a little while. And you're, it's one of those, like you're, you're watching it and you're trying to get the characters to recognize what's going on and they don't, they're not listening to you <laughs> and then they got to suffer because of it. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, where do we go? Oh yes. We're at your number six, which is Peter Jackson. Oh. 
Peter Jackson. Yeah. So um, he didn't make my list. Uh, that's okay. The, the reason, I, I mean, <laughs> he did three movies that alone warrant him on any yes. list. Because in my opinion, the greatest trilogy of all time. Uh, before, Which is, of course, after The Hobbit. The ex- no, I'm just kidding. The extended version. <laughs> <laughs> Which I watch probably every year. I don't know. We might have missed it last year, but uh, the extended versions, which is a daily, is an entire day ordeal. So mm-hmm. you get early stock up. But um, I think what I love about it, other than that movie itself, which of course he didn't write, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he stayed very close. And it just that was the first movie I ever saw a trailer for. I didn't know it was coming out, I wasn't following movies mm-hmm. as closely then. And I was watching a trailer and, or, you know, watching the trailers before mm-hmm. a movie started. I don't remember what the movie was. I don't, didn't care after that. And they showed one scene. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it just looked so good. It was cast so well. Yeah, It was the entire of how long were they in New Zealand? Five years? I something like that. They just kept um, making, well while we were watching the first movie, they were still filming scenes for the second and third. Just a labor of love doesn't cut it. That mm-hmm. was a sacrifice. Yeah. I, it was, I just saw something about it today where um it was like a Ian decade McKellen, of his life. Yeah. Uh, uh Ian McKellen was saying he would walk around with uh Tolkien mm. with Lord of the Rings in the book in his pocket mm. because uh, Peter Jackson did. Oh. And sometimes as they were going to film, they would open up the book. He's like, almost like a Bible, you know, looking at it and just going, you know, not to be sacrilegious or anything, but just like stick to the text and make sure it works. And they mm-hmm. had to cut so much, but mm-hmm. that alone was what have got it there. I kind of messed up the Hobbit. That was a little ambitious. I still liked it, but yeah. Well, if if you're gonna take a book that's basically a pamphlet and try to make it into <laughs> yeah. three three hour movies, that you got to add I, a lot. <laughs> I thought they were gonna make it. I thought they were gonna make it, but then the third one was just garbage. I thought so. Yeah, that was. I haven't seen the extended versions of those, but um, I don't think I anyway, have. he also made the Frighteners, which yes. was really a, kind of a forgotten. Really cool, cool movie. And, yeah, from, and Michael uh, J. 90s. Fox is in it. Yeah, it's really yeah. underrated. And it's, in my opinion, it's, it's kind really of a good. comedy. It's a Ghostbusters ish. Yeah, movie. it it yeah. it was a lot of fun, and uh, and I yeah I that's one of the movies I I own that and of course the Lord of the Rings and I own the Hobbit too. I think mm-hmm. I own his King Kong, which wasn't terrible. No, it wasn't uh, bad. It was yeah, it wasn't. had a lot to live up to. So yeah, and I don't know this. They shall not grow old. Movie. Don't know that. Yeah. So I, I don't know if he can maintain it. He might have been that that burst. His you know he only existed to make the hobbits. The the no <laughs> Lotor Lotor. Um, but uh, yeah, that took a lot out of him. So yeah. pretty awesome. I mean, it's one of the few movies I see. One of these is rated at nine point seven. It's the extended average yeah. and IMDb. It's like wow, he's doing something. So or he did something in twenty twenty. The Beatles get back the rooftop concert. Yeah. 
And I did not see that. I think that was a TV oh. thing. I don't think I've seen that. I should, though. That's cool. Uh-oh. Untitled Adventures of Tintin Sequel. <laughs> so he's back doing British stuff. Yeah. That's <laughs> not a big American seller. But uh, who knows? It could be. So my number seven is Ron Howard. Yep. He was on my alternates. Yeah. I. He has... Uh, I he's he's a person that I think has made a directed a ton of movies, but mm-hmm. uh, nobody really recognized it until later. Uh, but yeah, one of this one of his first movies, Night Shift, with yeah. uh, Michael Keaton and, um, and uh, Henry Fonks. Winkler. Yeah, Henry. Yeah. Henry. I couldn't. Think it, I used I. <laughs> Cause you know, that's back in the day where, you know, cable first came in our house and we got HBO for next to nothing and night shift continue to play on there. Shelly, I think Shelly Long's in it too. Uh, just, I just laughed so much at that movie. Of course, Splash. That was a great movie. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. I has had Cocoon. Yeah. And of course, Willow, <laughs> which was. I know. It's, it, if anybody's seen the Willow series on Disney, I'm sorry. Yep. Just watch the movie and pretend it didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, the Parenthood movie with yep, Parenthood with was Steve. Great. That was just a great movie. Far and Away is a good movie. I've never seen The Paper, so I don't know what that one I, is. I don't think I've seen that. Either. Apollo um, 13. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A Beautiful Mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was pretty amazing. Uh, let's see. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That was a great one. Cinderella Man was a good one. Uh, a movie that I think gets underrated is The Da Vinci Code. Um, I know a lot of people don't like it because it's sac- sacrilegious, but um, it's it's a good... Actually, that whole trilogy, which um, is really good. Uh, did he do the third one? Yeah, he did all three of them. Uh, that whole th- trilogy is, that's a great trilogy if you haven't watched those. You know, uh, I've, I've never seen it. Yeah, The Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons. I don't know why. I just never yeah. saw it. Well, of and course, Tom Hanks is the lead character in it all. The The first yeah. one, yes, the first one is sacrilegious. I mean, it delves into some uh, mystical kind of uh, thoughts about Jesus. Uh, but... You know, if you like like the National Treasure style movies, mm-hmm. uh, they're just fun to watch, and all three of them. And I think actually, Inferno, the third one, is one of the, is the best of the three. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. and of course, he saved Solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs> <laughs> poor guy, he had it dumped on him. That poor guy. Yeah, but I felt bad. You know what? It wasn't that bad. It I didn't liked, deserve some of it. Yeah, yeah I like that movie. Yeah. So it's one of my favorite, you know, Star Wars prequel. I guess it's a prequel. I don't know. But I haven't it's seen. It's not just Star Wars. It's a Disney Star it's Wars. It's a Disney Star Wars. And it's a Star Wars story. So it's it's not a movie, but he also was responsible for uh, most of Arrested Development. Oh, he is. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, he's the he's the narrator through the whole thing. Oh, that so he yes, didn't create he it, but he produced it. And yeah, I think he directed a few episodes. But he, there's a lot of him in it. We'll put it that way. Yeah. So, so I I haven't actually seen the Hillbilly Elegy. 
but everybody says it's pretty good. But I don't even know what that is. Oh, well, that was a book about oh, um, Appalachia and kind of why they're you know more huh. traditional values and stuff. And then that fell between the cracks for me. Oh, that's pandemic time. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Interesting, but it's supposed to be pretty good, and the the actors in it, actors and actresses, always have to um, defend it because it does come from the point of view of the people in Appalachia, which tends to be more conservative and stuff. So, yeah. Hmm. So your next one on list number five is Steven Spielberg. You know, it's just through sheer numbers. Yeah. He knew he was going to do it, but he's also responsible for another one of the greatest trilogies of all time, which is Indiana Jones. Uh, and I heard somebody, yeah, he did it, made a fourth one. And then we don't speak of the last one. Um, <laughs> but also Jaws, E.T., Jurassic yeah. Park, Schindler's List, AI, Minority I, Report, Terminal. Catch me if you can. I mean, come on. Yeah. I, he's made some great movies. There's no doubt, and there's some of them, some of them on that list uh, are um, some of my favorites. Mm-hmm. You know, some aren't. He's made a lot of junk too. I yeah, know. he did that thing where he was kind of worshiping himself last year. Um, yeah, and I he, never saw it. I heard about it, and he, you know, he edited guns out of ET. Um, well, that's because he hangs out with George. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so they decide to change things after the fact. Come on. He did Twilight Zone, the movie where people died in that helicopter crash. But um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was um, what's his name? Yeah, somebody just mentioned that yesterday, and I just thought of the name right away. But yeah, he's got no lack. So I mean, I do like Saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah, I didn't even say that. Minority Report, and um, he does seem to like Tom Hanks a lot. Um, I yeah. thought Lincoln was a pretty good movie, and um, I didn't even put Ready? Saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah. Oh, Red- he was just the producer. I don't. He wasn't. Oh, I thought he. Yeah, Saving Private Ryan. Uh, yeah, director. Okay, I'm sorry. He was See, director and producer. And oh, War of the not, Worlds too. Writer. I forgot about that one with Tom Hanks in it, yeah. or not Tom Hanks, uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, Ready Player One was pretty. Oh, See, I didn't even know he did that. Yeah, that was pretty good. So, considering that, it's a completely different story than the book, it's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, they changed so much. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, he's. Uh, Living legend, kind of, at this point. Yeah, yeah, he is. And he, just like you said, just by sheer volume, he's made a ton of movies. And and a lot of them are very good, and some of them aren't. But, you know, some of the most iconic movies from the last 40 years have been um, Steven Spielberg movies. So I, I probably should have put him on the list, but there's just something about him that ticks me off, so... Um, but he is the only guy who's made a superhero movie in Indiana Jones where the superhero 
is just a bystander in the entire story, right? <laughs> <laughs> like if Indiana Jones didn't go on his quest, would it have made a difference? That's always the age old question. That's a funny yeah. little yeah, it's yeah. trope there or whatever. Yeah. So okay. uh, my next one is Ridley Scott, which and you, so is mine. Yeah, you have him at I number four. Number four, yep. And uh, let me get back. There we go. Get back to the link here. Uh, yeah, he's he's just made some great movies that are far and away just over the top good, and mm-hmm. uh, that's why I put him where I did on my list. Um, of course, he did the original Alien and yep. one of my all-time favorites, Blade Runner. Um, also, yep. Black he did a couple Rain. of the later uh, Alien movies, too, Covenant and yep. Prometheus. Oh, yeah, the prequels that he yeah, said yeah. at the time weren't prequels, but psh, obviously are. It's funny. They look yeah. like prequels. Yeah. Black Rain, which is pretty good, actually. Um, Michael Douglas is in that. Thelma and Louise. Uh Gladiator. Yeah. Uh, Before Gladiator was G.I. Jane. Now, that's kind of a violent movie with Viggo Murgison, but, man, it's pretty good, but it's haunting. Uh, Hannibal. Mm -hmm. Speaking of haunting. Yeah. Black Hawk (laughs) Down. Uh, If you're looking at the list, yeah, Matchstick Man. I was going to say, that's kind of like a hidden gem. Yeah, it is funny. (laughs) And it's... um, it's so understated, and Sam Rockwell in that, it man, he's really good. Yeah, and he's, well, it's amazing how good he is. And it's a Nicolas Cage movie. How can you go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Only fifty percent of the time does it go off the rails. Right. Uh, <laughs> Kingdom of Heaven, which is really good. Yeah, that's good too. Uh, and The Martian, see? Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, Robin Hood. Yeah, the, that wasn't uh, terrible. With, um, What's his face in it? Um, the Gladiator guy, which yeah. also did you say Gladiator? Yeah, yeah. Why Ameri- can't I think of American his name? Gangster, <laughs> Dark <Yeah. Clint. laughs> Russell Crowe. I couldn't think Russell. of his name. Oh man, did you see the Russell Crowe movie he did as uh, the uh, ex- like Exorcist it, in the last year? Yeah, the one where he's like a road rage guy. Oh. No, I thought you were talking about when he was an exorcist. No, no, no. <laughs> I like that one. The Pope's Exorcist. That's what it was. That was interesting. The Road Rage guy. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Unhinged. Yes. I have not seen that. Uh, you got to watch that. I don't know that how. Is not di- that is not directed by Ridley Scott. No, it's sure. not. That's just a, <laughs> that is a sidebar given to you for free today. Uh yeah, the oh man. Uh yeah, there's some scenes in there you're just like it it can get it's quite over the top violent, but just it is a heart pounding nonstop. Oh yeah. Well the way it the way it was sold, sorry guys, we're uh <laughs> taking a little sidebar. It kind of reminded me of um what was the Stephen King not the chase. Doggone it. Where a, a semi was chasing a guy in a car. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know Why what you're talking about, but I can't place the name of the movie. Yeah. I can actually see the I think that was Steve. The VHS tape cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 
the image I have has lines through it where it's right. paused. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's sad. I've got to look it up now, so I'm sorry. It's, you can continue. i got to look That's it up. Right. Well, I so see when that I have my aha moment. In his uh, list filmography here that he's doing a Gladiator 2. Yeah, I heard that Gladiator King was coming out. Or Gladiator 2 was coming out. Or who knows these days. Denzel Washington's in it. Interesting. <laughs> I'm going to see it. It's going to make me mad. Yeah, Stephen King movie. Probably. It's the something. Uh, the next... Next uh, guy on my or wait, are we on your list? Yeah, we're on your list. Okay, let's see. Well, your number three is Terry Gillum, and yeah, well, oh, yeah. my number four. Man. Oh, okay. Hey, we're pretty close. Yeah, that's interesting. So I know Gilliam is not for everyone. No, but Time Bandits alone would get him on the list. Come on, yeah. But I love Baron Munchausen. I know <laughs> a lot of people don't even know what it is. Yeah. Well, and it's he's, pure fantasy, is what it is. Pure fan, fantasy. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's funny. There's big names in there that aren't always uh, like Robin Williams is in it, but he's not. Actually yeah, it's, he's like as, something tutu. Yeah, something crazy. <laughs> Some kind of weird name. Um, yeah, and then also uh, uh, Fisher King and Twelve Monkeys, which yeah. were very serious, and Brazil, and very very good, and Brazil, yeah. which. Yeah, Robert De Niro. I don't know how to there. explain it. Yeah, that's fear, just... fear and loathing is pretty crazy yeah. good too. And Monty Python in the Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah, he was he co-directed the first one. Yeah. Well, he is a he's the American. Yes. Uh the only American from the troop. Um now he did do some stuff later that I call my wife always makes fun of me. Frenchy. Frenchy. Um <laughs> and and I think we've talked about Frenchy movies before. Um I I don't know how to explain it really, but like the uh what was it called? The Brothers, uh the Grim Brothers? Yeah, the Brothers Grim. Brothers Grim? Yeah, that was too Frenchy for me. It has yeah. nothing to do with French people. So I don't know why I call it Frenchy. It has to do with a form of campy that is just I can't take it. Yeah. I to me it's worse than listening to well, me telling <laughs> dad jokes for the whole time. It's just Another movie like that is uh, uh, Moulin Rouge. Oh, it's kind of yeah. like, oh, we ought to watch Moulin Rouge. And I watched it 30 seconds in. I'm like, done. Yep. I was too. I'm done. Yep. I can't take it. It's Frenchy. <laughs> it's French toast. Anyway. Over the top. Yeah. Oh, French <laughs> yeah, fries. <laughs> French dressing. <laughs> too much. By the way, Stephen King's written so much stuff. I still haven't seen the name of that. <laughs> the name of the movie. <laughs> There's hundreds of things. Okay. Uh, your next one on the clever. list is Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, and this is probably and he's on like my honorable mention thing. Yeah, because I, I, I I'm not surprised because he has definitely a way about him. Now he's also one of them that I would recognize him if he was just a writer too, not as a director, but yeah. Because he's got movies that he wrote that you think he directed. Mm -hmm. uh, Natural Born Killers, True Romance. No, nah, yeah. he didn't direct them. Well, some but of the you grind... can tell he wrote them. Yeah, <laughs> some of the Grindhouse movies he wrote, he didn't direct. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he started the first one. He, mm-hmm. he they split it between him and another dude. But yeah, the first one I ever saw was Reservoir Dogs, and it was one of those. What am I watching? And just <laughs> you, when you see a movie, and like I said, I got to give him props because you wrote it too. But the way he shot it, the conversations, the character building, the I, I hate to say world building because it's mm-hmm. our world kind of, but. I thought about that movie for a month. Easy. It's still. Mm-hmm. And Pulp Fiction was very much like that, too. And yeah. the Kill Bill is less so because it was more of a joke. But I, um, I love the Kill Bill. So my favorite movies of anything he did. And I haven't seen them all. Uh, but Kill Bill, I the two Kill Bill movies are phenomenal. Yeah, I like them. But it's, it, to me, it was just like, well, I wasn't a big Kung oh, Fu movie, yeah. So, I fans, grew up on so the, that was a lot was of it, it. Saturday afternoons, the uh, USA Network growing up would have those old Japanese, East Asian karate movies with the terrible mm-hmm. dubbing and people in gorilla suits and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and uh, if, when it was super hot outside, we'd be watching that in the summertime and, you know, just. So I grew up on those movies, and that's why I can appreciate the styling that he did in it. Yeah, and they, they were an homage because he did the same thing with uh, Django. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that. <laughs> so at first, I hated that movie. And I've come to think it's okay. Yeah. The only time I really can't stand it is when people go, oh, is this his greatest movie? Shut up. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Yeah. But it's I've, okay. I've only seen parts yeah. of it. Because it's, uh, well, I, it's too. It's a little much. Yeah, I don't like Jamie Fox, but um, oh, really? Okay. I uh, get kind of sick of him after a while. Him and Chris Rock, and the guy yeah, little... in uh, Rush Hour, Chris Tucker. <sighs> well, three of those guys, I can't. They have a little smug that comes off the screen yeah. sometimes. And there's certain roles for Jamie Fox that it works. But in that one, it didn't work. I mean, he, he, just those three guys, they all play this, they play the same character all the time. Uh, and uh, there's just tons of actors like that. They play the same character all the time. It doesn't matter what movie you put them in. So sometimes it works. Like Chris Rock, the only time that I've appreciated him was in, um, Lethal Weapon. I was going to say you're not going to say Lethal Weapon. <laughs> three. Yeah. That, that his character worked there, but he plays that same character everywhere. Every movie he's in. Like I watched yeah. the Grown Ups, which is stupid, but he plays the same guy there, but it doesn't work as well. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Well, anyway, yeah, sorry, I lost, I, I completely lost my place. Quentin, um, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin, but, yeah, so Tarantino, I, I've just really always liked him. Um, not everything, but uh, it does all have an interesting feel to it. Um, his his writing and the way he, yeah. he's a good writer. He writes great dialogue. Mm-hmm. I know it has nothing to do with direction, but yeah. Good and stuff. I did like uh, Jackie Brown. I thought that was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. And four rooms was weird, but 
it had everybody in it that you already know. And I haven't seen as late as that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, that's pretty darn good. That's like a comeback movie for me. Oh, because, okay. Not that he went anywhere, but. Uh, yeah. Well, and supposedly his next one is his last one, but they've been saying that. I feel like the last couple, three movies he's done is always his last one. Well, for a while, Disney said he was going to write the Star Wars movie. Oh, and it's kind of like, and then Kathleen Kennedy said, you get to write a movie and you get to write a movie. <laughs> yeah, something like 24 movies she's announced. I'm oh. not kidding. It was a lot. And um, yeah, that's just all. We're just nothing. You know what in the wind. So let's see. I got two on my list. We haven't talked about what we've been oh, through all yep. year. Sorry, I hogged the, the time. Oh, no, you're fine. So my next one is Stanley Krubick. Uh, oh yeah, he he's another one of these visionary kind of directors, and uh, of course he did two thousand and one Space Odyssey, which some people love, some people hate, but for its time, you just the cinematography is amazing. And, yeah, he's uh, uh, he's a Kubrick, right? Yeah, he's yeah. like fifth of my alternates. Where's, oh, there's the filmography. There we go. Yeah, so uh, Paths of Glory, which is, if you haven't watched that, uh, that has uh, Kurt Douglas in it. And it's all in black and white, but it is really good. Uh, of course, yes, it's Spartacus. Yeah, Spartacus. One, of, one of my favorite yeah. movies of all time, Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> <laughs> with Peter that Sellers. movie it's I, I don't think it fits right in my head but I do appreciate it yeah and George C the end of the movie where George C. Scott's going we must not allow a mine shaft gap <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it so oh, I yeah. uh, clockwork full, or, yeah yep. clockwork, clockwork orange sorry yeah uh, full metal jacket too yeah. so yeah good stuff The Shining oh that was yeah. Oh my gosh, I missed that one. Yeah. And uh I just have notes. Yeah, Full Metal Jacket just what kind of two movies in one cuz it midway through it kind of shifts gears. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I've never seen Eyes Wide Shut. Um but yeah, that didn't seem like my kind of movie, so yeah, I never it's saw not it either. My... <laughs> it was like 20 years ago now. Yeah. So. It's 24 years old, wow. Um yeah, but Anyway, he's he's one of my favorites. And my uh, top of my list is Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, he's my first alternate. So. Yeah, I love, <coughs> excuse me, Alfred Hitchcock movies. Uh, I have tons of them. And um, I have a whole pile of discs of his old black and white, like 45-minute movies kind yeah. of thing. But the uh, guy was prolific. But the way he filmed... And the and especially for the time he filmed, just wow. Uh, he did do yeah, he's a num- an innovator for sure. Yeah, yeah. he did yeah. do a number of silent movies. Not a lot of people know that. Um, but he just when you look at a lot of the things he did. Now, some of my favorites, uh, he did towards the end of his um, career to catch a thief, Rear Window, 
with Jimmy Stewart. Oh, phenomenal. First 3D movie I ever saw was Dial M for Murder. Uh, oh, doggies are there. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no worries. He likes Hitchcock, too. So. <laughs> and he's a lot like Tarantino, too, because it has yep. a feel to it, and he wrote it. Yeah, A lot of them, not all of them. So I know it seems like a weird comparison, but the, in that way, they're the same. But he's also a big innovator on visuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Psycho is a great example. Well, and um, he knew how to use the uh, Cinescope uh, yeah. cameras and film. Just really brought. And uh, what um, what's that color they used to use? Um, um, oh, darn it. Why are we so old and we can't remember that? We've seen it a million times. Filmed in not just Panavision, but True Melavision. Yeah, True Color. I don't remember what it. Yeah. Uh, somebody, I know what you're talking about. If you made it this far in the podcast and you know what we're talking about, <laughs> post it in something, would you? For these old brain dead neuron guys. Well, uh, North by Northwest is another good one I had down where it might not be impressive by today's standards but mm-hmm. it kind of laid the framework down. oh yeah yeah um, so or he's hanging off the nose of uh yeah <laughs> mount mount rushmore right the plane the crop duster chasing right oh that was kind of really dive good. bombing him yeah, yeah and so especially for uh alfred hitchcock if you go back and watch a lot of his films it's it's kind of like when you listen to modern day hard rock and then you go back and listen to like Led Zeppelin and you go, oh, yeah, they're not that cool. <laughs> you know, like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yep. They just kind of robbed Led Zeppelin. Uh, yep. And and that's why he's top of my list because he was such a game changer in his day. Now, of course, mm-hmm. people have all kinds of new technology now and, and whatnot and whatever. But he set the standard in ways that... Um, that people copy still uh, they do it with better technology now, but um, yeah, it's there. Uh, but it was to, to tell the story. So that's yeah. With, with the end in mind and, and also getting that feeling in there. I mean, think about how many people were terrified by psycho. Great. Okay. Oh, that man. makes sense. But who, how many people were terrified by the birds? Oh. It's just birds. Yes. But oh doggone it. It worked. <laughs> oh, that movie. Or, or the dude of Vertigo. I couldn't think of it. Uh, yeah. Dude standing in a chair. Whoa. And you're like, okay, that's stupid. No, you totally felt for that dude. Oh, yeah. And my, yeah, one of my favorites, again, is Rear Window. And just watching Jimmy Stewart watch Raymond Burr from across the, uh, you know, from one building to the next, I guess, a little courtyard there. And he's looking into the windows over there and seeing this murder and trying to figure it all out. And, just yeah. that premise. Yeah, it just and he, yeah. it just build and it is so there's not like a huge set or anything with it. It just builds tension because the acting's so good and the story is so good. It's, yeah, I I can watch that. I I mean I know the ending of those movies cuz I've watched them over and over again, but mm-hmm. they still get just as tense. You can still appreciate tense, it. Yeah. You can still appreciate it. So and especially when you see the sludge they're putting out these days. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's not everything but it's almost everything. Yeah, it's not that good. It's just going through the meat grinder. 
So I, I wanted to run through some of my honorable mentions. That Yeah, I was going to ask, because you're missing two, at least, that I thought for sure would be on your yeah. list. So uh, one of them is John Hughes. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> that's one of them. Yeah. So, you know, I, he is definitely a director of our youth, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uncle Buck. Uncle Uncle Buck, yeah, <laughs> sixteen candles, Breakfast Club, uh, Pretty and Pink, Breakfast Club, yeah, just oh, Weird Science, I did, yeah, yeah, that's cool, yeah, Weird Science, <laughs> I love that movie. I mean, you, you got to take it for what it is. <laughs> that yeah, they're just little teenage angst dramas, and they're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is Michael Bay. So oh man, it didn't even come to my okay, yeah, yeah, I he's so subtle. He, no, sorry. <laughs> have you ever seen the uh, Michael Bay does up trailer? Yeah, that's what made me think of it. Just every end of every scene's an explosion. Just yes. sorry, spoilers. Uh, yeah, so. but boy, boy, he did a great job on the first Transformer, especially. But uh, yeah, just Michael Bay movies are fun. They're just fun to watch. Yep. Uh, Clint Eastwood is one. Yep. Uh, that was another one I thought you missed, but now I got one more I thought you might have yeah. missed. They're on my secondary list. So yeah, okay. Clint Eastwood. The fact that it's Heartbreak Ridge, right? Oh, That's enough yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. one of my favorites. But I also like Gran Torino. Um, and he's done a whole bunch. I mean, he he has directed a lot of movies, but uh, he... They, they have a feel to him. There's an Eastwood movie. Yep, right? absolutely. It's an Eastwood movie. And he... Not just Westerns. It started off as just Western. Yeah. But like a um, flags of our fathers letters. Oh uh, yeah, just from Iwo Jima. Yeah, he's he yeah. has actually done quite a few movies, although nobody's seen him in like a year, so everybody's wondering if he's still alive. Actually, but he hasn't died yet. He's getting near a hundred. Um, wow, he's still taking his shirt off. Good grief! <laughs> yeah. uh, I give whatever you want. Take it. Yeah, wanna, yeah. taking your shirt off. All right, you got one more. Let's see if you can nail the other one I thought yeah. you missed. So the other is big Western that I just love is Unforgiven. Oh, um, yeah. It, oh, I didn't realize he directed Space Cowboys. That's kind of a fun one. Um, but oh, He was in that too, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was. A couple, oh. yeah, um, couple people. I haven't seen The Mule yet, but that looks pretty good. He also did American Sniper, which is fabulous. Oh, that was good. And he did one a couple of years ago called Cry Macho, which isn't too bad. It's not great, but it's it's not. Uh, next one on my list is Mel Gibson. Um, oh, didn't think of that. You know he's he's uh, done a not a whole lot of movies, but the movies he's does are just great. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's there's a craftsman type uh, aspect to him. Yeah, that. Uh, I don't know what you call it. The X factor where there's going to be an attention to detail. Yeah. That doesn't always occur. So, no, I agree completely. So, uh, he, um, he directed Braveheart. Yep. And of course, Passion of the Christ, uh, uh, Pollock tell that one where, you know, uh, Apocalypto, I think that's how you say it. Yeah, he yeah that, 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 that would have been on my yeah. list. Yep, 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 yep. yep. He, uh, directed that Hex- was pretty cool. Yeah, Hacksaw Ridge, which was really good. Um, yeah, so he he's done a lot of movies. He just hasn't done that many. Uh, he's 
Um, he's of course starred in a ton of movies, but some of my favorite movies like Braveheart, I, you know, who, who doesn't quote from Braveheart, you know, kind of yeah. thing. Uh, next one is Josh Whedon. Uh, he hasn't directed a lot of movies, but the ones he has directed, I really appreciate. Uh, especially uh, Serenity. Um, just a phenomenal thing. Uh, he did more writing, of course, than directing. but And he did direct part of uh, one of the Avenger movies. Uh, and then... Oh, uh, he directed the Avenger movie. That yeah. was the big one. Yeah. And which but then we, he messed up and did Justice League. Well, he took over. <laughs> well, for he took over. Yeah, tried to. What's the, his face? Tried to land a plane that had already crashed. Uh, I think he was noted to death. Honestly, really? Yeah, I. But I don't know. He's in trouble too. So. Well, yeah, he. You know the all the Buffy the Vampire Slayer people are after him. Yeah. Uh, and then my last honorable mention was Francis Ford Coppola. Ah, there you go. Which he That's isn't. One of them. Yeah, I mean he's. Best known for the Godfather movies. Um, he hasn't. In Apocalypse had, Now. Don't what's that? Now. Apocalypse Now. In Apocalypse Now. Yeah. And uh, a lot of his movies are really obscure, but, you know, Godfather and Apocalypse Now, you just, those are on a must watch list for anybody. Uh, Although he gets knocked off the top 10 just for having Sophie, right? <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, not my favorite person in the world. Yeah. Uh, oh, he also did Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, that's is, right. Uh, yeah, which is very like good. A, oh, it's so good, and it just got tore up because there's moments of not good in it. It uh, overall it was really good, but of course it has Gary Oldman in it, so you yeah. know I'd like. Yeah, it. Gary well, Oldman. Me, Gary Oldman with a big spit out uh, what I got doom. left. <laughs> yeah. What oh, you, sorry. Go ahead. I just say Gary Oldman in the. That was that was the episode we did like a year ago where we say mm-hmm. actors in movies that you don't recognize and Gary Oldman and Bram Stoker's Dracula with that big head, <laughs> those like the brain thing. I don't know what do you call it, but it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so who do we miss on your list? All right. So one I thought you would get for sure was Ivan Reitman. Oh yeah. When you go comedy, so yeah, just for Ghostbusters alone, but also Stripes, Meatballs, right. Kindergarten Cop, Twins. Uh, well, I put Dave, but I also put Evolution, which is kind of a you hidden know, yeah, treasure. I, that's a hidden gem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and I did look at him for a second, and then uh, I didn't put him down. I should have put him down, but you're right. He's yeah, he was he was crazy. Good. It was only comedies, by but, and large, but and and of a certain so style. much heart. Yeah. Um, they're always comedies where you cheer for the underdog. Yeah. It, if it's it, his movies, they're, are they're great. They're yeah. great. Um, another one I would have put, even though he's definitely not perfect is Tim Burton. Oh yeah. For, for a visual, um, you know, everybody jokes that, um, Johnny Depp is in all these movies. He's not. He's in a whole lot of them, but yeah. you forget about things like Planet of the Apes, or as I have on my sheet here, Pot Apes. Pot Apes. <laughs> big P, little O-T apes. Well, in O-T the first, apes. you know, the first big, Batman. Big Fish. Yeah, oh, yeah, at Batman yeah. 89, for sure. Yeah, big Fish in, with Ewan McGregor, one of my favorite movies. Just a great story. Uh, Scissor's Hand, Beetlejuice, don't forget Beetlejuice, yeah, which they're also making another Michael Keaton sequel about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't wait so. to not see that. <laughs> 
Uh, I like Beetlejuice. Uh, Sleepy I, Hollow, which is pretty good. Yeah, so. I love Beetlejuice, but are you really going to bring Michael Keaton back almost 40 years later to do the sequel? If you saw him in The Flash, which I don't recommend The Flash, but if you saw him in The Flash yeah, as Batman, he did pretty good. Yeah, good he job. did pretty good. They should have brought him back as Thomas Wayne. I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. What a missed opportunity. You could have had Ben Affleck, who is a far better Batman than he gets credit for. Yes. As Bruce and him and Thomas, that would have been, they were so close. Yes. It's right there in the story. Flashpoint. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> another one, and I don't like the guy, but man, he's done some good stuff. Oliver Stone. Yeah. Platoon, Wall Street, Born yeah. on the Fourth of July, The Doors movie. The JFK movie, also starring Gary Oldman. Um, <laughs> Natural Born Killers, which was Tarantino written, but very well done. Yeah. I yeah, well, I, I like his stuff, but I don't like it that much, to be honest. But but when he was hot, which was, mm-hmm. you know, 80s-ish and some 90s, some of that stuff's really good. Yeah. So well, that's, there's no doubt. And He's uh, a yeah. dork. <laughs> I'm saying dork. That's the nicest word I can think of. He is, and I think he might be a little touched right now. Yeah, he's. But they all are. They're in Hollywood. He's baby. somewhere on the spectrum, I imagine. You said Ron Howard. Only have one left. Oh yeah, Clint. Okay, so this is a newer thing, and this is late on my list. But uh, Denis Villeneuve, Villeneuve. I don't know how you say it. Mm-hmm. Do you even know who I'm talking about? No. Denis Villeneuve. I can't. I'm saying it wrong. Anyway, he directed the Dune movie. Oh, the new one. Also, Blade Runner 2049. Well, that was really good. I didn't even pay attention to who directed it. Sicario. Have you ever seen the oh, Sicario movies? Yep. yep. It'll blow your mind. Did He's he? It's also going to do. Those? do I, he did the first one. I don't think he did the second one. Okay. Um, the second Dune movie, which should be out. Yeah, I thought it would be. They delayed it to March. Oh, but they're but they've also greenlit the third one, oh, which okay. is going to be Dune Messiah, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> and I just saw you'll love this. Um, I misspelled this so badly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Rondé, it, it's it's in the future. Rendezvous with Rama. He's going to do really. From Arthur C. Clarke, yeah. I read that and went, oh, my goodness. Well, he could do it. Yeah, yeah. Dune is a triumph. And the fact that it was released during the pandemic is just a crime. Yeah. It is so good. I, <laughs> I, I Let me put it this way. I do like, um, oh, who was, I, yeah, I thought he was on our list. Um. Oh, I took him off my list. Anyway, I do like the 84, um, which is Alan Smithy now, He because he took his name off it. But I can't remember who the, who the director is. Doggone it. Of the, uh, re- anyway, I do like that, but I spend most of the movie going wrong, yeah. wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. But the new Doom, it doesn't. And you swear those things can fly. Yeah. Those ornithopters. You swear you could. If I saw one flying into my yard, I'd be like, oh, wow, they're real. Okay, yeah. I thought so. Right, we got that. Oh, look, Amazing. they came from the Ukraine. Um, <laughs> well, they sound like a Blackhawk helicopter. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's part of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, 
he's like the last on my mentions, but he's kind of a he's really good. Yeah, he's done some really good stuff. So okay, well, I guess we talked a lot. I, I we? think we've generated a pretty good list. So for those of you who've made it to this point in the podcast, <laughs> remember we... I I called everybody jerks. Yeah. So go yeah, on. We're controver- go on X Twitter. We're, we're controversial now. <laughs> uh, you know, we've probably missed a whole bunch of directors. So oh, jump yeah. on to our social media feed there on Facebook, or if you're listening to this on YouTube, once I get it up there, uh, you know, put in the comments directors that we've missed and why, uh, cause we want to converse with you. Uh, but we appreciate you all listening today and that's about it for us. We want to thank everybody for joining us. We'll be back soon with another episode. I'm Scott. And I'm Tom. Goodbye from, uh, the uh, Missouri Valley, Missouri <laughs> River Valley. I got to remember I moved. I, you know, I'm not in the northern latitudes anymore. Goodbye from the Missouri River Valley. Okay. And so long from the new southern tundra. Because <laughs> we're you. under 90 degrees now. So the, the tundra is 190 degrees? No, it's, we're under a, uh, 90 degrees. Oh, okay. So that, yeah. It's that amazing. Makes, <laughs> that makes it tundra for you. Right? That's right. All right. God bless you, everybody. Be seeing you.